Hello, everybody. It's the Daily Podcast. I switched it up this time because I failed on the last episode and have had the same intro for the whole time I've done this podcast now. So, um, but we got Omar Idris. He's famous for being allergic to dogs. Yeah, um, it's one of them. And he's also famous for being Flomar Hydris. That's the name, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you changed it? Is it still the same? Kind of just, uh, I like to combine that down to flow high or uh, just go by Flomar. You know what I mean? So you're trying to be like Flylo? Yeah, actually, for real, inspiration. I mean, that dude's one of the one of the best. And uh, yeah, so a little bit like Flylo. Flylo, flow high. So, so maybe I'll find him. Do you like Thundercat as well? Or yeah. is that a little different? No, I like Thundercat too. He's uh, pretty funky and uh, he's got That's good That's the definition lines. of Thundercat. Is funky. Yeah, I've I've played him on my my show too, and uh, no, he kills it. And Flylo, I think it's funny that he uh, paired with Grand Theft Auto in their last game, and he had a whole station. Uh, like if you were in the car, you can go to mm-hmm. the Flylo station and just listen to like you know his curated stuff. And uh, he's one of the couple people to do that. I think Frank Ocean did it as well. Oh, for real? These people are dope. Well, I think Flylo did it at the beginning of the game. Frank's got added in like about like six months ago right yeah that's cool you know something i would love to do in the future game places hit me up you know <laughs> they can book you right now <laughs> yeah get me going <laughs> i mean you got school but otherwise you're pretty open right <laughs> always time to curate music man i'm always going at it trying to uh you know if now i have this dj job i think i was telling you earlier you know and uh that's with kid productions and uh you know they send me out to dj at local dive bars i could say and even uh whatever wherever they send me and uh i i just gotta know what people want to hear a lot of the time not just my taste is that hard yeah it's hard when you don't like a lot of the new music coming out too and you still have to you know filter through it and see what's good and you know what's bad most of it is i mean i'm not (laughs) one of those people to sit here and be like i hate people that are like Oh, the new music sucks. I'm like, no. you know what I mean? I just know what you're saying, though. I'm, and I'm not going to act like I wasn't like that at a point, because I was, you know. I was, I'm was. i very young guy, old head, and uh, it wasn't until I started DJing at, like, places with a lot of people, and I realized, you know, like, you know, okay, like, this beat does slap. This new, what, like, little Baby, <laughs> whatever they were calling it. <laughs> little uh, Baby and Drake are... Right, yeah. you know, and when someone came, because someone came up to me, I was DJing at, like, Punchbowl Social, and he's just like, yo, man, play that new little Baby. And I was so, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, I didn't even know who that was, and I just thought it was a funny name. And uh, <laughs> Little fucking Baby. Little Baby, dude. and then, you know, there's Q Money, I know they're all local, uh... But little baby's local? No, no, sorry. Oh. I meant like a lot of the like Q Money is just local. I don't know. I hear him on the radio a lot now. Is and, it decent? Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like before, I probably would have been like, I'm not listening to this. But now my ears open a little bit when I'm like, all right, like I'll get down to this, and uh, I keep it, you know, the back of my head, and you know, I kind of like new music a little bit now. But I'm still an old head all the way, stuck in uh my '90s hip hop. Well, some well, you're you're bigly influenced. Well. Bigly, an influence of yours (laughs) is uh, Dilla, right? Yeah, Jay Dilla, all the way, man. Uh, You got me hip to him mostly because, like, I mean, I knew about him, but at the same time, I would be over your house and you'd be like sampling his beats or like playing his shit all the time. Yeah, I I love to see what he sampled as a producer, the records that he would go through, you know, all the soul and funk, 
and, and jazz because, you know, a lot of the ways he sampled jazz showed me how I could uh, flip it, like taking certain snares, just like cutting out a certain snare and like using that in your own way. And instead of buying, you know, whole drum kits and stuff, you can get everything you need from a record and uh, just sample it in as much ways as you can. And I, yeah, I've respected that dude. I know he died at an early age, I think like 35. And uh, I think in like senior year in my art class, I drew a portrait of him. And, uh, you know, I've always played him on my show. He's, he's, he's a boss, dude. He's one of the best of all time. And Mad Lib. Would you say, yeah, Mad Lib is dope as well. Would you say that your music is, like, inspired by Jay Dilla? I would say it, uh, I try to have it be inspired by Jay Dilla, you know, uh, just by going off of his sampling techniques. But even you could focus on someone's technique and still create something different because I find myself just... I get carried away when I make beats, man, and uh, I, I don't even know how to put it. You know, I try and sample like he does, but I always just end up making, so I did a cross between maybe hip-hop and, you know, some electric music, and, uh, but for sure, I, I'm trying to get to the level where I could always create stuff that's equivalent, you know, to Jay Dilla's uh, productions. Because I think one time so. you were telling me, like, you're like, the way he kind of just, like, takes um, just even, like, a little, like, drum kick off of yeah a, a record and then makes that into a whole beat um kind of like you could just make a beat off the alarm that just went off <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know honestly yeah man uh it's it's funny you know he J- dilla showed me you could really sample any part of a record whether it be you know a kick a snare and you know any synth and that's what i love doing at this point i love digging through old records and just finding like that sound that just like hits my ear bringing brings a smile to my face when i hear it man because like i right when i hear it i'm thinking up of all these different ways you know i could i could play with it and uh right now i'm working on something where i sample all these lou rawls records i have uh do you know who lou rawls is he's old jazz artist you know jazz kind of blues uh I got like four or five of his records at my house and I've just been listening to him and geez, get my phone blown up. I've been listening to him and I'm just trying to make a beat tape sampling him and I'm going to call it Flo Rawls and make sure it's, uh, you know, as, as dilly as I want it to sound. Uh, but your own style. I mean, I know you got your own style. Cause yeah, yeah. Like, um, I remember... I don't know. I haven't heard him in like four years. No, wait. I, I said this last time too. Like, but um, a year ago at the rap under underground rap show, and um, I don't know. I've always liked your beats because they they are kind of like that old school feeling, but at the same time bringing like a new yeah. wave to it. Like I remember this like baseline that you had. I could kind of hear it in my head right now. Right. But like it just hit so hard. Like like modern would but it had like this old school yeah boom bap to it For at sure. the same time that's definitely something i'm trying to do kind of merge the two you know old and new but uh you know still still try and keep it authentic and uh you know just to where i like it because <laughs> i don't know it, there's a lot of rap tracks you be hearing that are just powered by you know a consistent hi-hat and you know a, a snare and i'm just i just want to add more to it i want to have more twists on my beats and, and you do yeah yeah so i want to hear what you've been working on recently <laughs> honestly <laughs> i added some some kind of weird stuff to soundcloud right now uh like five tracks i gotta uh, listen it's funny i made the picture for all of them like angry beavers uh like pictures just because that was one of my favorite cartoons 
I would try. That's cool. <laughs> I would try and pull it up. Uh, yeah, I had one called Bouncing, one called Dreamin', Surviving, Calling, Reaching. Just like all short, simple names. And uh, just beats, you know, I feel like I was stockpiling. <laughs> I'd be hoarded so much of my stuff. And that's why I'm trying to get out this Flow Rawls mixtape, you know, as soon as I can. Just to show, you know, everything I can do with, it, you know, a sample and focusing on one artist. What's up? Uh, just bring the mic closer to oh, you. Sorry. I realize that. And um, uh, yeah, focusing on one artist, uh, just like the way MF Doom, you know, made a tape with Sade, you know, making a bunch of instrumentals with her, and uh, I know a couple other people did it. And I'm I'm just trying to nail this Flo Rawls one because he the best. And rest in peace. Really, you, that's your favorite jazz artist? Yeah, I like his voice, man, <laughs> and uh, the melodies. The band he was working with, they have really smooth uh, compositions. And there's a song that even Chip the Ripper and Kid Cudi uh, sampled uh, by Lou Rawls, and I think it's a song called Higher. Oh, really? Yeah, and Higher. And yeah, I love that song. Yeah, they sampled a song called Morning Love by Lou Rawls, and I have that record. I, I got it this Christmas from my girlfriend. Uh, it was a dollar record, but, you know, you can – make money with it you know yeah dude <laughs> i know you you know now you, you always got to make sure your samples clear and all that that's a big thing uh but i don't intend on really making like you know money or bank off it i just i just want to make music to uh show to my people that i got skills and i'm about it so. i know you have a lot of beats because i remember a couple of years ago you were saying you could have released like three albums with different people and stuff and gave up Right. Have you been giving your beats away at all or no? I've been trying to work with, uh, you know, the Liquid Ghosts. That's Reekin and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Alan Holmes and uh, Xander. Uh, I've been sending them some beats. Uh, Keenan, I don't know if you know him. He goes by King Tilly. I've been, yeah, I'm definitely trying to make it a thing to start uh, working with my community a little more. And I think that's where, like, I'm going to grow is within my community because uh, we all help each other, help each other get recognized and uh i dropped a beat tape i think like last year mm -hmm. yeah uh, i listened to it yeah the irresistible and uh that, that's that, pretty dope yeah that was a good one for me it had a lot of uh relaxing vibes i i remember i wanted to drop it because i was in egypt man and i was just feeling so motivated not being in barma <laughs> and it's like <laughs> i'm gonna come home and i'm gonna drop something and uh, i did and i still have a lot of stuff stockpiled but I also computers cause problems. I had a hard drive with a bunch of instrumentals on it, and it crashed on me. And uh, I think I that got to be like seventy five bucks at Best Buy to fix that. So maybe when I finally do pay that, I'll get a bunch of my work back. So you like how much did you lose? Like I lost hundreds. It, I just I lost a good amount of like the samples that I had and a lot of uh like my beats. So it, it's. Now I've been sampling or saving stuff in a different way, so I won't lose it like that. Definitely, you learn like double saving it. Yeah, like you know, double save it on my computer, save it on, on a like USB drive. Something. Yeah, yeah, because I it's happened to me before, man, and I, I had more faith in this hard drive, and it did me wrong again. So now I'm going to like extra lengths because I hate losing stuff that you work hard on, and uh, yeah, so I'm keeping it all contained now. <laughs> I got it. I remember that you would like, um, do you still like sample like stand up and shit too? Cause I remember like you, you had like a classic couple classic, like stand up albums. I think it was Bill Cosby before all that yeah. came out. <laughs> yeah. Before all the controversy, <laughs> uh, when he was talking to kids about not doing drugs, it was a funny record. I had the picture was him like on a stoop with a bunch of kids and, uh, 
just like you know tell i'm glad you remember exactly what it was <laughs> well because it was i i love that record i can't even find it anymore it got lost but i luckily i sampled it while i did because it had some really funny stuff on it and even a beat i just posted on uh my soundcloud i contained samples of a uh, red fox and uh another comedian i just can't think of it right now but and uh it's funny stuff I love sampling comedy because it shows people that hear my beats that I have a sense of like humor, you know, in my music, and which is important to me. Uh, <laughs> Probably not important to the listeners. <laughs> just showing them like I'm having fun. Uh, but yeah, so I throw that stuff in there. Plus, it makes it makes for dope shit. You know, you know, like a lot of hip hop artists sample video game cuts, and yeah. uh, I think. You know, I've worked with DJ Strogo at a point. We sampled Tekken for uh, part of an intro. It's a good game. So, yeah, man. I love sampling comedy records. And I'm, even at my radio show tonight, I got this this one, and I, I actually scratch it when I'm up there in between beats and stuff. It's helped me get better at uh, scratching and timing. Like, timing. I would this. love to see you in a show, dude. It's like... You do DJ, so I should get out and see you sometime. Yeah, it's a little different. I got to say, when you're DJing... Uh, for a company and they send you to a bar you know right. that's you're there to you're there for the people whereas if i book a show at like the grog shop or something the people are there for me you know so when i'm there for the people i got to play what the people want to hear and you know do a mix that i think is gonna keep people coming in and whatnot because at a bar you know people filter in and out so you got to keep like a certain you know level of, yeah uh, but like what's, coming and going right and you know but and i have to you know if i play rock i i'll play you know anything usually i take recommendations from people because i generally don't care too much when i'm doing a dj show like that but if i'm doing where we're like it says on a flyer like yo come see flow bar dj and stuff like i yeah, dude, for sure. I'll rock it. I'll play the breaks I want to play, and I'm always scared to do that when I'm out there DJing at a, uh, you know, for my job. I'm scared to like do some stuff that I think is real nasty, and because uh, I've done it, and like you know, people don't always feel it. I've played just like straight scratching on some Erica Badu and stuff, and like this white lady came up to me like, "Can you play some rock and roll? Like you know, some of course ballroom blitz or something?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, like I don't care, whatever." And that's when I just drone out and I just like put on an auto mix. I'm that like, sucks, man. It, dude, it sucks. I get paid good for it, so it doesn't completely suck. Like it's but better. artistically. Yeah, but artistically, I could say, like, it does – there are venues I do get that do, like, you know, really enjoy my curated stuff. Like, I go to a bar in Garfield Heights, and I can tell they love when I'm there, dude, because I just be playing, like, Ice Cube and old, and they all just be, you know, dancing again. And I love being in that vibe, but, you know, when I'm at these other, you know, dive bars and whatnot where I'm not sure if people are going to be feeling me, I play it safe, but uh, I can't wait. Until my DJ skills are a little more, uh, you know, clean cut. Because there's DJ battles going on in Cleveland right now. I know about them. And uh, I'm just, I'm nervous to go to it because I don't think I'm, I'm as good yet, you know. These people could really you scratch. You never really have thought you were that. Dude, I'm all, <laughs> I'll agree, you know. I, it, I'm a bit of humble, but I'm trying to, uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to get a little better at the scratching of it all. I'm a renaissance man. I want to be good at, like, everything at once, you know. Yeah, uh, and uh, scratchings. I mean, respect. I mean, when you finally you know start coming out with more stuff and start doing more shows, it's gonna be that high level because yeah, I hope so. Man. You're, or maybe that's what will hold you back one day. 
perfectionism. <laughs> right. So maybe I should just, you know, look, and that's what I've been thinking. I can't, you know, focus so much on perfectionism. But they also have equipment that I haven't even been able to uh, yeah, yeah. afford, you know, because I'm mixing on uh, a digital turntable, you know, a uh, little DDJSB2. And these people have, you know, you know, the full on turntable and mixer which is that's how i do it at wcsb but i don't get the chance to practice with that like competition wise like they're doing because these are battles you know and they're they're going at it on that equipment and so i would have to get more training on that honestly on my little turntable thing i'm being way better at it i gotta say but uh like at w uh uh-huh like at the radio show yeah no uh, i mean like on my uh digital one yeah on my digital one you know because you have to get used to scratching on it there's a different kind of like lag that you would get on like a vinyl record right because of the digital right of course so it's something you got to get used to but turntablism really is an art and uh i you know i i still someone came up to me last time i was djing honestly this older fellow he's like hey my son he's trying to get into dj and he's 14 15 it's like, you got any tips? Because this dude was liking what I was doing. And I'm just like, honestly, dude, like, I'm still learning. Like, tell that dude to watch DJ Jazzy Jeff videos and, you know, just learn <laughs> as much as he can and uh, what he's trying to play. So, in the, all in all, dude, DJing has been an experience. And I've, I've, I continue to find new music. And that's something I love, man. Just like, oh, working at WCSB keeps me digging for stuff that no one knows. And this DJ job I have for kid keeps me finding classic music that everyone knows and i don't so <laughs> that's good too yeah that's true yeah. saying relevant too with all the new stuff that they right not like the radio show but like djing right like you were saying i think it was off mic all the new show uh, new new music and stuff but right um right. i don't know I've, I've always like been you've always yeah. been like inspiring to me because like um and that's why I, we both said I'm not really sure why you haven't been on this podcast sooner, um, because you're one of the first people that like from Parma that like started doing something for fun and then was like, no, dude, I'm serious about this. And people yeah. are like, ha Omar makes beats. And then you're like, no, like I really make beats. And that's a problem with people here. They don't really take people seriously when they're doing something because we're all yeah. from Parma. You know, it's like, oh, you're not going to do anything with that. You know, for go, sure. go back to your day job. <laughs> like, and I, yeah, I don't know if I was getting like, you know, hate for doing it if I was and screw those people, but, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think you were, but at the same time, I, I bet you could recall like going to school and being like, yeah, right. I make beats like, and oh, like, that's serious? fun. And that's something I feel like, you know, DJs and beat makers just be getting like backlash, just like, I, I don't know why just people don't be taking us all too seriously, but I just don't think anybody from like Parva. Parma or like just like suburban cities in Cleveland right. take it's anything like seriously doing, because um, now like they can take okay hey I have a podcast way more like lightly than uh, music because everyone has a podcast they're not really but like there's so many people that just have a podcast because it's so easy to do right in right. terms of like accessibility um, but I you know I could I kind of look at it like you too like no like i'm not really even good at this yet um but i feel that i'm getting better each time which yeah. is what's important yeah you know? practice makes perfect dude and and i think i've taken it to another level recently but in a way like i'm still learning because now i have to like i don't know, look at it even more professionally yeah. than i was before because before it was just me and a microphone in my house for sure and then maybe a guest and would come over you always have to evaluate like how far you want to take 
uh, you know, your podcast or your profession, whatever you're doing, man. And I do my my radio show, and I don't think of it as too much. And I have people telling me, like, dude, you should, you know, record these, put it on YouTube, like every show, and do this. And uh, you know, I, I just still haven't done it yet. So, and you know, you're recording the podcast; they're hearing it right now. So you're you're doing that, dude. Yeah, and at least dope. thirty people. <laughs> Which you know, it's cool. No, really, though, like I. I say 30 people as a joke because it is funny to me. Like, I'm doing this for seven months and I still only have 30 people listening an episode. But the key part there in that sentence is 30 people listen an episode consistently. It's more than zero. That's more than zero. But at the same time, (laughs) think about that. 30 people pull out their phone, press play on my podcast. I don't know how long they listen each time. But 30 people press play on my podcast every time it comes out. Right, right. Which that's kind of cool to think about, but I, that's not what I want. You know, I want right. even more. But it inspires you to keep doing what you're doing, and that's uh, kind of like a similar feeling I get when someone calls up to my radio show to like freestyle because I'll open up the phone like, all right, like, you know, anyone call up? Yeah, and even last week someone called up and were verbatim he was saying, dude, I listen every week. Like, I love your show, and I'm always down to freestyle. And he freestyled for like two whole beats and honestly the dude killed it and do you have to be good to call in and freestyle well i i say like even before i open line i'm just like if you're booty like i'm clicking you like you're not gonna i want to call in and right. so you can just hang up on me <laughs> i would actually I, try to freestyle though because I, I i don't know i do sometimes right but you know it's it's at a it's at a period where it's your listener discretion so you know, they're allowed to maybe get a little nasty with it because not everyone could freestyle without being a little explicit, I've noticed. And, yeah, uh, that's especially a, that's, when you're a beginner. Yeah, that's to be like, uh, F this, you know, mother, you know. Fucking bitches yeah. on my bitch dick shit, motherfucker. Right. And I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> click. <It's>, uh, hey, <laughs> click that. And, but that's what I've got really good at doing is uh, just freestyling without any profanity. I've been trying thing. to, like, I don't freestyle too much but when right. i do i try to make sure that like that i'm not swearing i go to school i get good grades <laughs> yeah yeah i am white yes <laughs> now i remember me and you used to sit in the courtyard of csu with jamel and i would yeah. do like the joke around white person like i'm really freaking crip when i'm hanging with my dudes <laughs> yo your girlfriend sent me nude <laughs> some stupid stuff you know i feel like i would just be too blown away by your beats. I know. I don't know if you play them on the radio show, but I'm just saying, like, if you ever were like, "Yo, freestyle to one of my beats right now," I'd be like, "This shit's too out. hard, dude." Yeah. <laughs> if you have that capability, we could try. Uh, yeah, some of some of my beats honestly aren't always tailored for uh, rapping, you know. Which I've yeah. noted, you know, some of them I just make because I just like how it sounds and it's. I put something together in a weird way, and I just want to show people. But, uh, you know, some of them you can rap on. And go hard. And you should. Now, when you make your beats, do you think, like, oh, this one's for me? Yeah. Dude, I had that's a big problem. I have emotional connections with a lot of my beats. I'm like, I can't give this to you. I, mm. I want this. As or, I mean, like, you want to rap over it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean for sure I, I make a beat and a lot of times when I make a beat I swear like it'll, it'll have a rhythm I don't know if anyone could pick up on other than like me because I'd be making it and just like freestyle in every point and I'm just like I don't know if other people could catch this one person I always know who can is uh, Za I don't know if you know Za he's a uh, 
I knew him a little bit in high school. Yeah, yeah. but that, that dude is who, like, actually really got me, like, up and going and, like, rapping and inspired me as, like, uh, a younger kid. And uh, I, it's whenever I post to be, he'll always tell me, like, yeah, dude, like, this is raw. I can rap on this. And, uh, but, yeah, if you were to listen to, like, some of the beats I posted this this week, at least two of them are kind of hard to rap on. The other, you know, pretty standard. But it's like having fun with it. Going uh, outside the box, seeing what I could do, you know? Yeah. Silly. I'm going to try to start putting out raps more. Last rap I put out was- I've always the, been waiting for you to put out yeah, raps. Yeah, I put out one good one with Sardelli called More to Say, and I had another one called- uh, Did Sardelli rap on it too? No, he, he pretty much just like, and it was my beat too, just Sardelli helps me with the recording of it all. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can, I have all the equipment to, you know, make what I want, but I don't have like the best recording software. And uh, that's something Anthony went to school for. Uh, so I know he'll nail it. And uh, so, yeah, he helped me record two tracks and they're on my cloud. They're pretty nice. Shows, shows the lyrical flexibility. And uh, I'm trying to work on some more, man. I was mad. I got a new phone and I had a bunch of raps in my notepad and I forgot to put it in the cloud and now they're gone. Like, what are you doing, man? What am I doing? But they're still up here for the most part. But dang phones. But it's cool. You've, you've, you've always had some struggles with your technology, <laughs> dude. Just the phones. Well, well and losing the songs. Oh, yeah. I guess so, dude. Honestly, yeah. it's I, You just got to be organized with all your shit. And this fucking phones just be pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> Remember you lost yours and I ha- helped you find dude, it right, on find yeah. my iPhone. That I just randomly s- seen you and I was like, yo, dude, let's find this real quick. It was just like on the sidewalk at like CSU. I think I was walking to get food. It must have just bounced out of my pocket. Ridiculous, <laughs> man. I got crazy unluck, but... Uh, it was me and my girlfriend, Ryan. We just seen you and then Trevor Kasky was randomly <laughs> there. <laughs> Love you, Trevor. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's and now I got this new XR, and I feel like I'm not even using it to its full capabilities, but I still got it. So let me just let's see what I can do with it. Would you? Didn't you have like an Android before? No, I had I had an iPhone. That was my first iPhone. I don't know if it was like a five or a six, but I had it. For you like, still had that same one. Yeah, I had it for at oh. least like two two years, dude. I finally went to Sprint like to upgrade, and he's like, "Dude, you could have done this a while ago." I think this is what the people want to hear about is like phone upgrades. And- Y'all want to hear about my phone business, dude? <laughs> you know, Omar can talk on his phone. I'm getting it done. Yeah, he can He can do Siri and everything. <laughs> I rarely use it. Everything good, Alan? Just kidding. He's looking around. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> good. I can play the beat if you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want. I was going to say I didn't want to throw it on you out of nowhere because... Because we usually have to prepare it. Wait, do you have? Uh, you could honestly just go to my first one on my SoundCloud, and you know I wouldn't. Uh, can you hand me the cable and set the Yeah. Get that cable, yeah. To all the listeners, man, thank you for tuning in to the Josh Daily Podcast, the Daily Podcast, man. Are you talking about bouncing? He does it on a daily basis. Are you talking about bouncing, Omar? Yeah. Pretty sure. Is it Discord. There's like a balloon attached to it, man. They got the cords. Got the cords. Keep going, man. We got the beat. You're listening. Do your do your radio tag, but don't say the radio so they don't get mad at you. Uh, you're listening to. T- <laughs> you're listening to. No, I'm gonna start talking in a soft voice. Yeah, everybody. You're it's listening to. <laughs> yeah, it's a late night wave freestyle. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's catch me on WCSB 89.3 FM, uh, Cleveland, you know, every Tuesday at 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Only two hours, but it's a solid two hours of uh, getting down. Can you listen to it on an app? You can. Pretty sure if you download, like, you know, the radio app. Is there a radio app? I don't know. But uh, <laughs> download it. Right? And, and you can go to WCSB.org and do the listen live. And if you miss it, you can go to the programming. All right, here we go. Shit. I got to sneeze. We could, like, keep it on and talk about the beat. What were you thinking when you made this? thinking yeah boy uh <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking i was gonna keep it simple actually for this one i just laid down some piano chords and a little some fat back drums dusty kick and uh sampled this one old song called eva that oh okay uh i think mf doom might have sampled it like way back but you know, I do. I get sample inspiration from my my favorite artists, so. I like that. We can listen to other ones too. Yeah, you just keep playing some of them for a little. It's like five in a row. We'll just keep it on in the background. Hey, yeah. I might get distracted by them though, cause like I said, I do like your beats. Like I always have. I don't know. I'm like your fan. Can we can we turn it up in the headphones a little? Yeah. If you know how to do this. Oh, hey. Alan knows how to do it. Yeah, this dude's proficient, dog. Wait, can you kick some freestyles? Yes, indeed. Say, I'm getting that, uh-huh, yep. <laughs> and you can say whatever you want on this podcast. Getting slop top from a shorty in a crop top. And the cops watching my drop top while we cruising. I losing the bruising my system. They listen, I'm with it. I stay so forgiving for bending the freestyle. It's so wild like this Manian devil. Go grab a shovel in the pail. Put you in the dirt, but it work. Ain't work nothing. I turn that little sample into something. Give a flip. I keep a shorty tied to my hip. I say they can't get a grip like handlebar. I can't handle bars, I wonder where you are Just half the time I spit a rhyme Just to pass the time and free my mind for the daily podcast daily. Make it go past, hey, what it do, what it is, what I can Hey, throw these rappers in a trash can Why? Fuck do they gotta rap like that? I could do it with a wiffle ball bat Fuck Laying em. in the grass <laughs> Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I sweared no, I did though. <laughs> yeah, <you're, laughs> I, I messed hype it up. Hype man for always you. swears. Bro. You gotta, dude. Come on. <laughs> Fuck it. Get it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck them all. <laughs> Migos. <laughs> I love Migos actually. They're one of the newer people right. that I actually like. That's what I'm saying. I'm starting to get like a weird appreciation for that. The reason style. I like them is not because they're good rappers. It's because they're they funny. they got a lot of swag on the beat. Yeah, they got character, man. And they'd be like, Mama. And the son <laughs> I've had to deal with so much. Huh? Something uh, I've had to deal with so much as a DJ is Cardi B. Ah. And, uh, ah. Well, I don't like I her at all because like she, um, she's like transphobic and stuff. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know about these deeper issues. I'm part of the cancel cancel uh, people, but I'm not as deep as other people where they just hear one thing and they're like canceled. Right. But if it's something like that, I'm like, no, dude, come on. Yeah, no, she she a little wild, and you know, I always got, Cardi. I always got <laughs> shouties coming up to me. Can you play some Cardi B? Of course, it's, I bet they're white women every time. Hey, you're yeah. <laughs> I'm really not gonna dispute that. Uh, yeah. Usually younger white chicks or uh, yeah, it's funny. 
Sheck West, Mobamba. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know, my girlfriend, Sheila, her dad is a, is a Cleveland cop, and she was talking to me the other day. She's like, yeah, my dad was listening to Sheck West, and he was saying, like, you know, I kind of like this. Like, you know, it's it's got a good beat, good rhythm. And I'm like, he knows what he's rapping about, right? <laughs> he's talking about hoes and drugs and whatever. He's a cop. But, uh... Don't uh, care. No, you don't care, dude. It's just it's catchy, trying to get down. I think it's all about the beats, man. All the yeah. all the things that these kids listen to is about the beats. You could be a fucking uh, an orange, and like literally just an orange, like a fruit, and yeah. like rapping over a beat, and they'd be like, "This guy's the sickest of yeah. all time." I mean, hey, dude, that's why people like Bad Baby are like Ugh. got so much attention. I think it's so weird that she's so popular though, because she's only fourteen years old. Yeah, and you know, if she was trying to make her own beats in her own little room, trying to get her own little operation, it wouldn't be taken off, dude. But she wants to go disrespecting her mom and Doctor Phil, <laughs> getting hella recognition on that, I guess, mm. and advert what branding herself as like a brat to build off of. Have fun with that, dude. Ooh, turn this one up. Have fun with that, for real, though. Alright. Ain't nobody, buddy. Huh. Climbing on the Thomas Mountain, jumping off. I said I hopped up in this room and I had a cough and sneeze. That a dog. What the hell? I can't breathe. I do. Got a flu. Got a sick. Got a dick. And this hope. But a go. To the gut. To the gut. I'm gonna start. It gets shorter and shorter. Daily podcast exclusive. Yeah, this one's a little smooth. Keeps me in a dream. This one's really dope. Keeps me in a dream state. Hey, what I'm doing? Said I'm more old school than the ancient ruins. Like the Sphinx, yo rap stink. What it do? She be ping in the face. Can't erase. OJ Daddy can't replace. In the face to face action. Yo, I be packing like Jack when he got action. Like Mortal Kombat hitting. I'm hitting and I'm smitten with that chick. I got daily podcast on this mic. You know what it is, y'all. Check me out, <laughs> homie. We love y'all. Yo, I'm proud of you know your podcast. You got some dope guests, and it's uh, building up. If you, you're gonna, it, you're to gonna be honest, you can, it's cool. You, have you listened to it or no? I've listened to at least three shows. I will say, really, because you know, I that's more than I would have thought any of my friends listen. That's to. what I'm gonna say. I don't listen to podcasts at all, and that's the most podcast I've ever listened to. I think Thank it was like you, man. The Mark, I forget it was some random one, but Mark Johnson one, Anthony, and just some other one. But did you like them? Uh, I liked it, dude. And like as someone who has a radio show, and you need to, like, you know, you just need to talk to people. You need to almost prepare talking points and stuff you know i respect it because it's not that easy sometimes i hate interviewing people because i just get a little nervous but i've kind of took that concept when i have guests on i want it i'm sitting here before that goes on like what the fuck am i going to talk about but if you have a person on your podcast it should be someone well if you don't know them then prepare something but like with you and like rob opsall um i'm like Okay, like I've talked to this person so many times. Yeah. We have long conversations each time we talk. I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I'm ready. To, I'm passionate. I'm ready. To yeah, talk. right. Yeah. So that's what I mean. When people are passionate, it's easy to throw away the conventional interviewing process because right. I'm not going to sit here and be like, so Omar, when you started music, <laughs> and I hate that shit. What were you thinking? And it gets kind of lame um, interviewing people I don't know um, because it's super cool to have that opportunity. 
but at the same time when you're not f- actually friends with that person it shows like on the podcast yeah yeah no way and so. so then people look at you as a host more than just like two people talking <laughs> god bless you sir oh man <laughs> i usually don't say the god bless you but i just say bless you bless with us. us he's with us in this he's always with us dude he's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> always here man he's in these headphones right here oh no god's on this beat even your sneeze got style sometimes. That's good ASMR for. Get closer, bro. <laughs> Don't sneeze on the mic, though. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing, that was man? Pretty- <laughs> that was pretty- <laughs> cut that. I don't know. No, we don't cut shit. That's another thing. Is a lot of people like um they probably hate me for it, but like a lot of people are like, "What? How do you edit your shit?" And I'm like, Anthony was asking me that, and I was like, "No, man, I just like." I keep Raw it content. Re- really though, because like if you didn't want it to be said, then why'd you say it at all? You know what I mean? Right. What you going back on your words, man? That's what I mean. <laughs> like like oh, Nick God. Nick D'Amico came in and said he likes to fuck dogs, and I was like, hey, uh, we, hey. oh, you got that recorded? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna you say the future? <laughs> You're going down, buddy. Whoa, the mic just flew down. Not doing anything? So oh, good. I got well, this. No, but he said it, and he was like, yeah. "Can you delete that?" And I was like, "We don't delete nothing on here, dude." Yeah. Like, I had true. a terrible intro last time, and I was like, Alan, can we restart this? And Alan knew the rules. He was like, no, dude, we can't. And I was just like, all right, it's a daily podcast. We're starting it. Uh, gotta keep it rolling. Now we're adjusting the microphone. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Go, 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 go. Uh, yeah, but, you know, in the past year, I could say i just been trying to uh, up my DJ skills and just trying to collect that bag uh, money-wise uh, because, you know, got to pay the rent. Gotta, you know, being an adult, we not in freaking... Oh, you still owe rent on your house? Well, you know, I pay utilities, I guess. Cause yeah, yeah. Because my house is pretty much paid off at this point. Uh, but still gotta pay them utilities. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, food, I don't know. So I just been trying to, you know, work. I this been... is just you in there, right? Or do you have roommates? Well, no, I got, I got, uh, which, you know, when I had Sism living, you know, he was, he's paying rent and I got my, uh, girlfriend living with me and, you know, she's paying rent too, help it out. So, uh, trying to make sure it's all good and just, uh, you know, now I'm back at school trying to get my education in this information technology business and, uh, and see where that takes me and hopefully I can get a good job I always would want to work with uh, my dad's company uh, Presco Technology just because it seems like a good one keeps him traveling and that's something I would love to do is Dude, have, yeah. have a job that keeps me going like around the world and uh, I was just in Phoenix this past I guess it was Thursday through Sun Thursday, Thursday through Monday for like a music festival um, and that was that was super dope like i just love seeing new cities like what music festival was that it was the 8123 fest there's this band called the main um uh, they're from phoenix and they they put it on there um they um they came up around the time paramore and everyone came up or, but they didn't make it as popular you know that whole pop yeah i know you listened to that i think i kind of know pop what punk. You're talking about yeah the main they had um yeah i don't know that one but song was right. pretty popular but yeah, no one really knows them, but they do. It's like a. Yeah. I was telling Alan before the, doing this is like, it's kind of like a cult in the sense that everybody who knows them, there's so many people who know them. Like there was like eight thousand people at that festival right. that traveled to Phoenix, Arizona right. for they the made festival. Their way just to see him. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we wanted to go to Phoenix. If it was somewhere I didn't want to go, like if it was like Wisconsin or something, you know what I mean? Like, so, I'd still want to go. But, but there are other acts there. You didn't just go for them, right? There was, uh... We mainly went for them, but there also there was real friends there. They're pretty dope. I mean, I don't really listen to We The Kings and Mayday Parade, but they were there. Yeah, but they're, they're still good, I guess. Yeah, know? real friends. And then this band called The Technicolors, which is actually a band that I really want them to get recognition because they've only been around for about five years and they make really cool alternative music they're really dope i gotta send you some music of theirs um the main's new out the main's new single is really dope too i mean i love everything from them but uh, like your first festival you went to or something technical festival yeah but i mean i go to so many concerts it's insane um that's all i that's all i do mainly i work go to school and go to music concerts right on man. because why not i i went to my first festival this uh summer in july like a real big one like yeah I, I went all the way out to brooklyn new york for afropunk festival okay yeah and that i only really did dude erica badu was there and i said i'm freaking going man because mm-hmm. that's you know queen had a scene in action and, my and she actually showed up. She showed up. She was actually late uh, <laughs> yeah. to getting on stage. It was so funny because it, it was the last la- uh, last act of the two days there. It was dark out, you know, full moon rising, and like the moon was coming up, and we're waiting for Erica. And I swear it wasn't until the moon was like perfectly above the stage that like she finally came. That's out. crazy. And I'm just like, she's planted this, dude. And then she started with her song "Orange Moon," and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, too much of a coincidence. Right, dude. It, it was really just so beautiful. And I got to see uh, the internet, uh, you know, that Sid the Kid. Yeah, and, I love uh, the internet. So good to see that live, man. I really, really got, yeah. It, it seriously got me in, like, I was getting goosebumps, and it got me in a feeling. Ego Death is one of my favorite albums. Yeah, dude. The new, new shit they've been putting out, so good, too. Yeah, I listened to that album a couple times. I got to listen to it more. Yeah, it's it's got some good stuff, man. And I seeing them live was just so cool. And who else did I see? Uh, Janelle Monae. That was, nice. That was one I didn't know too well. Uh, but li- live, everything is pretty dope, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lion Babe was there, and luckily my girl listens to a lot of good music too. And uh, so she was she took me there and showed me artists I didn't even know. And it was a real that whole environment at Afropunk was crazy, dude. Like you really got to see people doing the most with like their style like colorful like the whole outfit man and like someone had an orange top hat that was like three feet off his head and uh it's just really cool to see that kind of community come together especially in brooklyn of all places my one of my favorite rappers most deaf is from brooklyn and he's always talking about all the art that place has and being there i was walking around the town and it, it was really cool you could kind of feel that like feeling you hear in the rap music like just walking through i can vision that all yeah envision it all right when you were saying that about brooklyn it it was so cool but i've never even been there yeah you know we just stayed in like just some hotel and uh it was so funny our like hotel concierge whatever host whatever they're called they're doing the job but he had a heavy (laughs) brooklyn accent and it was so funny he was just like yeah you wake up we got free coffee for you and we got some cinnamon <laughs> rolls and i was dying and like i was just like dude like this guy's cracking me up the first thing i did in manhattan someone cut me off while driving and instead of saying hey i'm walking here i said hey i'm driving here <laughs> hey 
the hell are you doing? Because I got into Manhattan and I was like, I'm fucking driving here. Right. So it was cool. I got a, I got a slice of pizza, one of those big old slices. Uh, and it, it was it was just an experience. Getting out of Afropunk like the last day was really something because uh, we tried to get an Uber. Well, I, I met up with someone I knew there at the festival and he's just like hey man uh it's like i got some acid you wanna <laughs> you wanna take this <laughs> I'm like i don't know dude and so i'm trying to keep my wits about me in brooklyn right like <laughs> i don't know this area and i took like this and it's huge yeah and i took like a little micro dose just like and i was fine i was literally i i know how to handle myself my girl was just a little like paranoid and when it came nighttime, you know, we had a, we were going to walk back to our hotel. We walked to the park for the festival. Nighttime, she was scared to, like, walk back through the park. She's like, I don't know about this. Like, there's people out here. And, you know, we're in Brooklyn. And I'm like, we're going to be fine, you know. And so we're going to be fine. Gonna, gonna be fine. <laughs> the way you said, we're going to be fine. <laughs> Just walk. Uh, that sounded like a good horror act. Because, like, we were going to walk through the park, and she sees this, like, you know, a bunch of people. Like, it's late, you know, and she sees a bunch of people still booming music. They got a boom box up there in this park, and she's like, I don't know about this. So we tried getting Uber and, uh, you know, some Chinese man. And takes him a while to find us, dude. Took it like he was. There's so many people leaving Afropunk at that time, and we were stuck looking for an Uber for, like, half an hour. But we got out, and uh, it was a fun trip. I'm glad we went. Just that that was the only bad part about it <laughs> was just trying to get out at the end of the first day. But oh, uh, of course. What but I did, it was a long road trip and I got to hit up a White Castle. So that was cool. Cause we Remember don't have, the, we, we don't used have, to have one in Parma? Dude, it turned into a like advanced no, to an O'Reilly's now. So. Right there is an O'Reilly's? Dude, right by Advanced. Right in front of Rallies? Right in front of Rallies, right by Advanced Auto Rallies Parts. in front of O'Reilly's? <laughs> Rallies, O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's. They're collaborating they hard. <laughs> Parma's up to no good. Uh, get Meridine Nupero or whoever's our mayor on your podcast. <coughs> and talk about uh, I actually requested for him to be on mine and he never even. The he, hell, man? <laughs> fuck the mayor, dude. <laughs> But I don't uh, live in Parma no more, so oh, I okay. still go to Parma like every day to like shop and stuff. But right, yeah, I love yeah. Parma, but it's definitely on the down, dude. Yeah, like our schools are rated a D now. Oh, is that right? I don't know what they were before. An A. They used to lie and say our schools were A excellence. Yeah, but that was all the money being piled in and the money laundering and stuff like that. Now that those people got caught, we're getting real ratings. Oh. Who's the principal at Parma High? Do you know? Fuck no, dude. I don't no? know. Not Dr. King or whatever? No, not Dr. King. Sorry. Uh, Dr. <laughs> King of the Hill? King Dr. Of King of the Hill? King of the Hill. <laughs> not Dr. King. Just, Martin? <laughs> not Martin. He, he, doing, he did better things. Yeah, that, he did. Uh, no, it's funny. Whenever you know people ask me about... She, my girlfriend a lot of the time asks me about my class at Parma High because uh, she thinks that Parma can be a little ghetto or something. And I'm just like, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like my class was just, like, not in that vibe. Maybe the one before us was, and after. No, I think after it's been that way. At, sorry, I meant to say after. Uh, the ones after us, it's got to be like that. But, Alan, no, you were you were in the same one? 13. No, he's right there. We were 14. Yeah, yeah so, I don't know. It, it, it did kind Alan's of Alan's class was, I mean, like, they had some troublemakers, like Chris. Chris Brock. Right. But, I mean, oh. Seth Cushion. But that's there's more than that. I'm just saying, like, we had the same type of people. Yeah. 
But honestly, our our class was more of like the uh, I want to be popular kids. Yeah, we did have a lot of those. Yeah. And uh, and they yeah, were popular, and they honestly I, <laughs> I see guess them, they were. I don't know. <laughs> they were. I mean, I guess. I mean, but I see them on like Snapchat and stuff. They're acting the same way that they did. Yeah, you know, a lot of them stuck together. It's just when you're out of high school. It's weird whole, to me that so many of them stuck together. Yeah. When you're out of high school, that whole concept of popularity and feeling a certain way that you didn't hide, it's just all, you look back at it like it was all so useless and just like so much drama you didn't need, like for no reason, you know, and uh, I, I, I don't have that drama in my life anymore, man, I don't care, I'm cool in my own eyes, alright? Yeah, I, I never really, I mean, I, I didn't care, I would say up until senior year, and then senior year. I was just like, dude, I do my own shit. <laughs> like, screw this place in the first place. Man. <laughs> uh, but no, man, I, I just be doing my own thing. And, you know, I, I try and put on for my city, Cleveland, by having, you know, as much local artists as I can on my show. And I'm, I'm, you know, try to support the people I can. So it's fun. I'm having a fun life so far, everybody listening to the podcast. <laughs> if and, you were concerned. <laughs> if you're concerned. And uh, hopefully you hear more from me, man. I'm going to try and start dropping more that's why i dropped all those beats on soundcloud i'm trying to start communicating with my uh fans and my peeps more and uh keeps me feeling like i need a and my brother you know blowing up the way he is it makes me feel like i need to uh getting retweeted by world star hip-hop and stuff uh did he um there is one yeah (laughs) he he got posted by them or something like that no but like he has been getting recognitions and like you know i think cleveland scene and certain things so uh that makes me feel you know like i i need to start getting on my stuff too and uh i will i'm down i'm trying to do some shows i gotta get better at promoting and stuff too but i don't know it's like uh Sometimes it's hard to use these social media accounts because I, honestly, sometimes I want to delete like my Twitter and Facebook and stuff. But then I'm like, wait, I can't. Yeah. Because now I got this thing I'm trying to work on, you know. So something a lot of local rappers and stuff I notice do to the fullest, man. They promote the heck out of themselves constantly, always posting on Instagram or whatever. And I, I'm just not like that, you know. I mean, I study, I study IT and technology. I just don't. I'm not really tied into the social aspect of it all. Like maybe I feel like I was in high school more and it kind of mm-hmm. just like I just stopped caring about it. I think at the wrong time because now it's like where a lot of musicians are thriving. It's just like, you know, posting as much as they can. So I don't know. Maybe I think you got to be moderate, though. I mean, like, I mean, no, if you have skills like they're not going to go unnoticed, you know, and if you go out and show them like people are going to, you know, hear and see it. But I, I just it's just me having a bunch of people I follow on Instagram that constantly post all their stuff. And it makes me just be like, uh, it gives you the feeling like, am I doing anything? <laughs> but like, you know, you are. Yeah. You just see people posted about it and that's just not your Oh, thing. you're not annoyed by like, you're not annoyed by them posting all the time. I, I am and I'm not. Dude. I respect the hustle, you know, because now my brother does it all the time. So I respect. But he really doesn't, though. Like, he does post about it a lot. But at the same time, yeah, I think he goes like eight to ten tweets of just normal tweets. And then he like, oh, hey, here's this instead of like, I don't even tweet, bro. <laughs> like, I don't even I have an account. Twitter, like, I think, is the key. Yeah. Really, no, my girl. social. You're right, dude. She, my girl been telling me that too and I think I tweeted like one thing like two months ago and before that it was like years ago so uh, I'll hop back on that maybe even if you don't use the app you should just open it up compose a See tweet send it yeah 
I, I don't know because promotion. I tried it on Instagram. I paid for promotion. It, it worked, but it didn't. If you paid for a promotion on Twitter, literally so many people would interact with it. Or like, right. I just feel like paying for it's kind of fake though. Yeah. But sure. everyone does it though. Like all the big like artists and podcasts, I know they brother, all promote. Yeah. Like I know my brother even per, like paid to promote his stuff to a certain point. You know, to where yeah. like it pops up maybe on your SoundCloud or something. So. Yeah, it's it's all a process, you know, getting to where you want to be in the music. The music industry is really weird, but uh, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to make music I like and put it out. And if it gets me somewhere, that'd be dope. That's all I can say, you know. Like, I just I just want to do what I like, and uh, hopefully people respect it. And I'm going to keep trying to do it more. So, bless And that up. sounds like all you have to say. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> what time are we at? I think like 8.40. Well, yeah, but like, I meant in terms. <laughs> we're at eight hours and forty minutes right now. This is crazy. We've been going since fifty. Oh, great! We'll wrap it up right there. Can we play the last beat that was on to uh, end the? Uh, what? No. No, I was gonna tell him which one. Which one? For the outro. Um, you can follow my cat LeBron OMFG on Instagram. You can follow me anywhere progress underscore daily can you tag your socials right now yo find me on instagram at at it's like flowmar or something yeah at uh-huh at the flow high at the flow high just had to check you know so catch me on instagram the flow high you know that's about the only place soundcloud i'm under there is flowmar f-l-o-w-m-a-r Look it up and just try and get down, man. Some groovy stuff. Look it up. Try to get Look down. Look it up. And my radio show, Tuesday nights, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Tonight. Uh, tonight, yes, in fact. Uh, 89.3 FM, WCSB Cleveland. I'm always killing it, so uh, just tune in. Call up. You know. Straight killing it, dude. Yeah. Alan, you can catch him on Twitter at Alan Sheb. Alan Sheb. If any business inquiries, hit him up. Yeah, you can play Knockin'. Knocking, knocking on the outro. Knocking. Hey, thank you for everyone. Much love. Let's get a dap sound on the mics. I don't know how many <laughs> daps we're doing, bro. <laughs> Boom. That's the first time I've ever done that. Yeah. It's that rock. Much love. Oh, not this one. This Scooby Doo beat, one I made on the way back. Here it is. All right, we're done I used all your tissues, right. man. <laughs> <laughs> Come over the house and use all the tissues. My name is Flo Mar. Yeah. Get in my car. Go back home. <laughs> now, it's, it. now it's no Mar. Oh. Yeah. No Mar, Flo Har, go hard. Go daily. Solar, Solar, Solar. Yes. Now it's ball. Here.